So this actually isn't um, the start of the hunger series. This is actually part six of our Resolve series, uh, the series that keeps on giving. We started, we're going to do four parts and now there's six parts. Um, and this whole series is looking at how do we solve the problems in our lives? What, what do we go to to solve the problems? You know, how do we deal with the stresses of our life? How do we deal with all the different um, crises of 2022, of all the division of 2022? How am I supposed to be a Christian in 2022 when there's all these things going on, grabbing my attention? How do I know how to take a step forward? Which way do I go? Well, the answers, the answers are laid out in the Bible. We've been saying that we are not looking to forge a new path into the unknown, but we are looking to the ancient paths. As we follow God's plan, then we'll be able to figure out where we go, how to deal with these things, and He will bring clarity to what we do. So we're looking towards the ancient paths. And the ancient path I want to talk about tonight is the ancient path of fasting. Fasting. Come on, we're going through all the unglamorous things. We did tithing last week, and now we're doing fasting. Fasting is when we go without food or we shift our diet for the purpose of disrupting our physical in order to gain spiritual. Fasting is shifting our comfort zone from food to, to God. It's a process of disrupting the cycle of comfort in our life, lives so that we can reattach our comfort to God, reattach our reliance to God. And so it is a temporary fast. We fast, we, some of us give up food, some of us shift to a different um, diet, a restricted diet to reattach to God. Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, and this is talking about the Israelites on their journey out of Egypt. And it says, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor, neither you nor your ancestors had, ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live off bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so we should know that even if you were to eat all the food in the world, or like you just, you just ate as much as you can, that that wouldn't actually satisfy your soul. That even if we consumed and consumed and consumed, we actually need something more. And the more that it's talking about is we need the Word of God. We need to feed ourselves and reattach ourselves to the Word of God. If we need a different source. We need to reattach our alliance to God. So is food bad? No. Food is not bad. In fact, Jesus ate food. He had communion. He went to parties. He even drank wine. So food is not the problem. But when we place ourselves in a state of physical hunger, what it does is it ignites a spiritual hunger for God. Something about fasting opens the door to God in our lives, to supernatural power, to the supernatural power of God. If you want to take supernatural power into your 2022, then let's fast. You know, it's like when you're driving a car, um, hands up, put, your, put, a, put a hand up in, your, um, in the chat if you ever drive, if you ever drew in a manual car. Ever driven a manual car? Yeah, come on. I want to see those hand emojis. If you ever driven a manual car, you know that you can put it in first gear and you'll go forward. But you won't have access to the full amount of power that's in that car. You won't actually have access to the full speed and grunt of that car. But it's when you change it into second gear and third gear and fourth gear that you begin to get access to the full amount of power. And that's what fasting does. It changes the gear. It steps it up a level. The power is still the same, but we're just, we have a greater access to it. And so fasting gives us greater access to the power of God. So we want to invite you, no matter where you are, no matter how long you've been on this journey, we want to invite you to 21 days. It's a long time. 21 days of 
prayer and fasting. We want to invite you, the whole church, to be a part of the Daniel Fast. Um, if, if it's your first fast, join the Daniel Fast. If, if you fasted before, you may feel led by God to, to fast a full fast or a partial fast. But just seek out God and, and ask Him what He wants you to fast, whether it's Daniel, full or partial fast. And, and hey, let's do this together. Let's jump on this train together. You know, starting tomorrow, we're doing this fast and it's going to go for three full weeks and it will finish on Sunday night after our service. We're going to go get a, a big sensible meal. A sensible meal. We're not going to eat chicken like last time. We're going to get a sensible meal. But over these 20, 21 days, we're going to shift our reliance from food to the bread of life. And so, yeah, maybe you fasted before. Fast again. Seek what God wants you to fast. Maybe it's your first time. Let me tell you, there's nothing that will accelerate your relationship with God faster than a fast. It is, it is the power to our spiritual journey. And so no one is too Christian. No one is not Christian enough to fast. And we want to invite you into fasting what you can fast in this journey. So I'm going to talk a bit about fasting and the power of fasting. It's really exciting. And I look forward to this time of the year. Uh, every, every time we come into this 21 days, we do this every year uh, because I get to see God in a whole new level than I do the rest of the year. And I want to, I want to tell you about what fasting does. So I'd love you in your watch parties, um, if you're able to, open up your notes, open up a separate tab, get your notebook out. Maybe if you're here, get your notebooks out if you can. Um, and let's, let's just discover what fasting is together. So fasting, number one. Number one, fasting brings humility. Fasting brings us humility. Fasting humbles us before God because it, it shifts our lives from food to Him. So food, whether healthy or not, can become a, an emotional comfort. What it can do is we can, uh, you know, fill our souls up and fill our emotional tanks up with food sometimes, just through the habits of life. And you'll know this, you'll, know, you'll notice this when you stop eating food because you become cranky. You become void of something. Your emotional tank is empty when you don't eat food. If you fast and do a full fast this year, or even a Daniel fast, you'll notice that you'll be just a little bit more cranky because what food does is it provides us with a great deal of comfort. In in, in Western world, in Australia, we're very blessed because we get to eat food whenever we're hungry. Whenever we have that craving, it's satisfied. And so by removing that, what we're doing is we're saying, God, my reliance, my desire for you is greater than that desire that's in my belly. It's greater than the discomfort. I'm not just going to seek comfort. I'm going to seek you. My desire is greater for you, God, than it is for food. And so Leviticus 16, 29 says, This shall be a statute forever for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall... um, you shall afflict your souls. I missed a verse there. You shall afflict your souls. It's talking about, that verse right there is talking about, yeah, about fasting. It's talking about humility, humbling ourselves before God. Um, and and the, yeah, it's talking about afflicting our souls. Sorry, I'm lost in my notes. We're talking about afflicting our souls. And so it is putting our souls through a temporary pain and a temporary damage, but it's actually putting it before God, shifting our reliance away from ourselves towards God. And so fasting 
elevates the, the need for God in our lives. Many pe- key people fasted in the, in the Bible, if you want biblical references. In Psalm 69.10, David humbled himself through fasting. Ezra 8.21, um, Ezra humbled himself through fasting. 1 Kings 21, 27 and 29, Ahab was humbled through fasting. These are all people that got humility as a result of fasting. And so 2, two Chronicles, this is the verse I was looking for. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray uh, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal the land. And the word humble there actually means to fast. The word humble actually means to bring ourselves under God. And so in the Old Testament, people would use fasting to humble themselves before God because God would give grace to the humble. God will give supernatural power to the humble. So when we bring ourselves under God, when we humble ourselves by putting our reliance in Him, He brings grace, He brings power. If we want an unrestricted relationship with God, we need to build a habit of humbling ourselves. It's like servicing your car. You know, you've got to service your car every now and then. You've got to actually have a set amount of time that you service your car because if you don't, something's going to go wrong. And uh, it's, it's like that with our humility before God. It's not something we do once. It's not something we do twice. We're saved. We're humbled. We're good. No, we have to keep humbling ourselves before God and say, you are the God of my life. I'm going to follow you and nothing else. And, and we need to do that continually. When we do that, the supernatural power of God gets poured out. Pastor Donna Kipps, who's speaking at conference. Man, who's excited for conference? Pastor Donna Kipps says it like this in, in when uh, she was my Bible college teacher. She said, we need to humble ourselves or God will do it for us. In other words, hey, let's do this. Otherwise, it's going to happen the way that we don't want it to happen. Something's going to go wrong and you're going to be left humble. Uh, and so fasting actively, it's an active way to humble ourselves before God. God, I need you more than I need food. God, I want you. I want your power. I want what you have for me more than I want my own desires, my own plans. So fasting humbles us before God. Number two is that fasting unleashes heaven. It unleashes heaven. Fasting isn't something that we do just to respond to a crisis. It's something we do to release heaven's purpose. Fasting isn't something we do just to respond to a crisis. It's something we do to release heaven's purpose. In Matthew 4, Jesus goes out and fasts. Why does he fast? Why does he go out into the wilderness and fast? Because it set up his purpose. It was the first thing he did before he did any miracles, before he did any signs and wonders. He went out into the wilderness and he fasted. He had a supernatural anointing. He had dreams and visions. And that's what fasting does for us. When we fast, when we go out, it sets up our purpose. We have dreams, we have visions, ideas, giftings come out when we fast. And so if you want to unleash heaven, let's fast. It unleashes purpose. And a story I love is Genesis 25, 29 to 34. It's quite a long passage, but I really like it, so I'm going to read it. One day, it says, One day, Jacob was cooking some stew, and Esau arrived home from the wilderness, exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright now? But Jacob said, first, you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all of his rights as the firstborn to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, got up and left. 
he showed contempt for his rights as a firstborn. So what happened there? Well, the birthright of Esau, the birthright was like his purpose and calling. It was like God's hand on his life was at stake. It was all at stake. And if Esau could have fasted for half a day longer, he would have kept God's anointing on his life. If Esau could have gone without food, he would have kept God's blessing on his life. Esau chose temporary comfort instead of heaven's calling. But on the other side, Jacob, who had this stew, Jacob saw that that if he went without food for just a moment, if he went without food for a temporary amount of time, then he would receive heaven's anointing over his life, God's hand of blessing over his life. And so what did Jacob do? He gave up his food to receive what God has for him. He got his purpose as a result of giving up his food. So fasting unleashes heaven's purpose over our lives. But it also, it also releases heaven's protection, purpose and protection. In that verse where Jesus goes out into the wilderness, it says, Jesus was fasting in the wilderness and the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. So Jesus, Jesus, God in a man, was tempted by food. And instead he resisted and practiced spiritual discipline. And so what does fasting do? Fasting prepares our spirit for temptation. Fasting actually is a way of practicing to deny our fleshly desires. If you're struggling with temptation, then let's prepare to go into that battle. So many of us can struggle with temptation and have to fight it in the moment. But what if this year, instead of fighting, instead of waging that war in the moment, that you prepared prepared beforehand by fasting, prepared beforehand by giving up in order to receive heaven's protection. By fasting, you're building a spiritual, spiritual discipline into your life before the trial even comes. I had a dream the other night, and I have a lot of crazy dreams, but this one really shook me because I had a dream that I had agreed to be in this big, um, you know, like those, how all those YouTubers and everything are getting into boxing matches. I had agreed to get into a boxing match, and I was excited. I'm like, yep, this is going to be great. I'm going to do this. It's going to be amazing. And then before I knew it, I was in the ring, and I was in the ring, and dread, like, filled my heart because I hadn't prepared. I hadn't done anything. And so right there in the ring, I get down and I start doing push-ups and I start just practicing my swing, getting my motion in. And it was too late. It was too late. I was in the ring and it was too late. I got smashed. And that's the same way that we treat our own trials. That's the same way that we treat our own temptation is we get in the ring and then we have to learn how to self-discipline. But what if we prepared before the battle? What if we prepared before the war even started? Come on, there is spiritual discipline waiting on the other side of this fast. If we choose to fast, then we can build up some spiritual discipline. Fasting unleashes heaven's purpose and protection over our lives. And the last one is that fasting reignites our hunger. Number three, fasting reignites our hunger. Um, God uses your physical hunger to build a spiritual hunger. And so if you want to get your spiritual hunger back, then get physically hungry for God. Get in a place of physical hunger for God. Mark 2.20, Jesus is questioned about fasting. And Jesus actually, in this moment, uncovers one of the purposes of fasting. He says, But someday the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and they will fast. In other words, we fast to get close to Jesus again. We fast when the the closeness and the freshness is gone. 
hey, if the wonder and desire has gone for you, if, if the wonder and desire of God has, has vanished from your life, then now's the time to start fasting. You know, when we fast, we draw closer to the presence of God. And so for some, you have lost the spiritual hunger. Maybe you were on fire back when you got saved and you had an encounter and it was amazing. But as the years go on, that fire is no longer there. Hey, it's time for you to fast. It's time to lean on God. It's time to put a a reliance and a closer proximity to God. And for some, for some, you've never had that fire in your heart before, but you want it. You desire it. And nothing will get you in a closer proximity to God than fasting. So, so try it and begin to learn this new way of comforting your soul. God will open your eyes to the things that you've never seen before. It's not about how much you fast or what you fast. God isn't going to love you any more or less whether you do or don't fast. But it's necessary to shift. Uh, it's a necessary shift for our own journey and relationship with God. And so I've got these analogies here, these, these blocks here. I want to demonstrate this to you because for me, fasting and its purpose was, um, was hard for me to get my head around. And so here we've got our spirit and our body, our body and our spirit. And on top of them, balancing on top of them, relying on them is our soul. And, and most of us, and I really get caught in this, spend a lot of my time living with my soul having a greater reliance on my body than my spirit. And my soul lives relying on my body. I'm talking about food, sleep, friends, uh, Netflix, you know, anything to exercise, to make me feel better. It makes my soul feel good. And so I can put my reliance a bit too much on my body that if the spirit were not to be there anymore, I wouldn't really notice it. But what something happens when you fast is that you deny your flesh, you deny your body. And so what happens to your soul? Your soul has a greater reliance, a greater reliance on the spirit. You deny yourself so that you're maybe even all the way over here for a temporary season. As you're fasting, you're over here. And then when you finish your fast, you're left with a, with a balance of how it's supposed to be again. And so fasting reignites that hunger. Fasting builds that hunger, that reliance on God more than just reliance on the body. It's actually teaching your body that no, you're not in charge. God is in charge. My spirit will be fed. My soul will be fed through the spirit. So I want to encourage you. Let's do this fast. Let's do this fast together. Church, we would love you to be a part of this. We would love you to join. Just sign up. Uh, well, there's no sign up, but just do it. <laughs> just do it. Uh, for 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 us, this is something we do every year because it does restore that balance in our souls. And so that's that's the message. And I want to talk about some practicals of fasting. Here are the practicals. Types of fasting that we do as a church. We do the full fast, which is where you just drink water uh, for for 21 days or water and juice. You can do liquids. Um, Whatever you do, just commit to it. But it doesn't matter what you do. There's a full fast, which is water, liquids, stuff like that, broths. There's the Daniel fast, which is basically no meat, no preservatives, um, and, and a couple of other things. And then there's the partial fast where you might do a daylight fast or you might, you know, figure out a schedule. Whatever you do, commit to it. Whatever you do, just commit to it. Now, fasting is a big topic. And so if you're fasting, no matter what you're fasting, please, 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 before you do tonight, 
look at oceans.church forward slash hunger and read through all the information. This year, we've gone and gathered a whole bunch of information, some really helpful things. We've got a daily, uh, a daily challenge, like something for you to build into your day uh, as you fast. We've got a lot of resources that break down a, even deeper, like this is an overview, an even, even deeper understanding of fasting, different ways to fast, ways to do it healthily, ways to make sure that you're doing it in the right way. Um, and so I would love you to check out that website. If you fast, please check out that website. Um, and it starts tomorrow. And we're also going to do a Bible reading plan tomorrow. You'll see that all over our socials. Um, we're going to give our daily thoughts and encouragements. Uh, and yeah, if you're fasting, scroll through the websites, get all of that stuff as well. Also, Hour of Power is going to be every weekday morning. Uh, Hour of Power is when we gather together for one hour in the morning at 6 a.m. at Half of the City Church for now. We'll see what happens. But Half of the City Church at 6 a.m. every weekday morning for the next three weeks. And we pray. And we pray over certain things, very specific, very passionate, precise prayers. Uh, because we want to just not, not just give up food, but we want to actually usher in heaven's presence over, over us. And so over the next three weeks, this is what we're praying for. First week, we're praying for peace for people, for wholeness, for wholeness over people, both um, inside and outside of church. Week two, we're praying for provision for purpose, provision for purpose, resource for the purpose. And week three, we're praying for a power for proclamation. That's our purpose. That's us going out into the world. And then over these next three weeks as well, on our Sundays, we're going to be in the Hunger Series. You saw that incredible promo. Oh my gosh, that promo on the church news for the Hunger Series. Um, it's such a great imagery of what fasting does, getting on your knees, receiving water, which is, which is the presence of God. And then, you know, then we can stand up again and get back on with our years and, and such incredible, power, powerful image. And so this series is going to be powerful as we go into conference as well. We finish um, the week after we go into conference. So it's going to be a powerful time. Uh, can I encourage you, join us with this fast. We don't want you to miss out on what God is doing in your life. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be amazing. Um, you know, in a moment, there's going to be the opportunity to, to chat and discuss and get ideas for how to fast in your watch parties. We'd love you to be a part of that. If you want more information and you're watching online, you can head to oceans.church forward slash hunger, get involved there. But before we move on, I just wanted to pray to prepare us spiritually for this fast. Uh, you know, we're stepping into this season tomorrow, into this temporary season of fasting. And so we need to prepare ourselves spiritually. So to prepare yourself spiritually for a fast and, and get out your notebooks if you have them. The first thing is to ask God to direct your fast. Ask Him to direct you to, in what to fast for, what to, what to fast from, um, what you're giving up, whether you're doing Daniel, full, partial. Ask Him to direct your fast. Confess your sins. Confess any sins that have been lingering around, that have been niggling, that are sitting in the background. Confess your sins. Ask God to lead you in things to pray. Forgive anyone who has hurt you. Forgive anyone who has done you wrong. Any bitterness, don't take any bitterness or offense into fasting. And prepare to give your body to the Holy Spirit in a whole new way. So I'm going to pray. God, I pray that as we step into this, God, and we step into this fast, 
that it would be led by your Holy Spirit, that as we step into this, we would be in closer proximity to you, Jesus. Would we know you more? Would we, would we see your presence more? Would there be a lightness to our souls as we, as we give up something in order to receive something greater? Lord, I just pray for strength over people, for, uh, for focus over people. God, that you would speak to people that haven't been spoken to before, like there'll be clear visions and dreams, God. Lord, I pray that there'll be answered prayers for healing and for wholeness. God, I pray that people would discover their purpose in this fast. Lord, I pray for people who have lost their hunger, for their hunger to be restored and even greater, God. They wouldn't just be the glory days, but the days that are to come would be even greater, God. Lord, I pray for people that have never been hungry, that have never felt the presence of God, would receive it, would receive something even greater, that they, they could take, God, into their workplace, into their future, God. Lord, I pray that as we shift our soul's reliance from our body to, to our spirit, God, to your spirit, that we would learn this new balance for life, that it would be so fulfilling and rewarding for our souls. So God, I just pray against any temptation of the devil. Would there be strength? Would there be, uh, would there be power rising up within us? And God, would there be a protection over each and every person? In Jesus' name, amen.